Dr. Eileen Hale, the COO of our organization, Teaching Tips for English Language Teachers. We are a project of educators worldwide. And I have a special guest with me today, Luciana Luzada, but she's living and working in Germany now. And I'd like to welcome Luciana, who is an instructor in both English and Portuguese. She's been working in languages and literature and has her master's degree in education. She is going to be talking to us today about working with culture in foreign language classrooms. Welcome, Luciana. So great to have you join us today. Yeah, thank you for the introduction. Yeah, it's nice to be here and to talk about culture in, in language classrooms, language classes. Yeah, it's a pleasure to be here. Thank you for the invitation. Yes, we're so glad you could be with us from Germany. Can you tell yeah. us a little about, more about your background and how you got into the topic of teaching culturally responsively as a method for teaching languages, how the importance of being culturally responsive while you're teaching languages? Yeah, so um, I teach Portuguese and English as foreign languages, as you said in the introduction, and I started teaching English to monolingual classes in Brazil. And right after my studies at the university, I had the opportunity to take a course for teachers in London. And it was part of our instruction to teach foreigners that were living in the UK and needed to learn English in order to get a stay permit. And my classes, it was not a huge number of classes, but I had quite a few uh, groups with mixed cultures and languages. And I think um, this situation sparked my interest in working with culture in foreign language classes because they were very diverse. Uh, they spoke different languages and they had different behaviors uh, during the class. And it was something really interesting for me. And I think that this was the beginning back then. Yeah. And then I, I started um, including cultural elements in, in my class. Great. Thanks for that background. It helps our listeners understand your perspective where you're coming from and how important integrating culture is. So can yeah. you give us an idea of how you have integrated culture to be culturally responsive as part of your teaching? Yeah, sure. Well, um, I think it is a big responsibility to, to say uh, that I teach culture uh, responsibly uh, in a class, of course, because we always have how can I say, we are always a little bit unsure if we are doing enough uh, for our students, I think. And first of all, I think we have to keep in mind that working with culture and what is culture, culture for me is everything. And language is just a means to achieve or to reach this cultural treasure. So, and when we achieve this cultural treasure, we can promote understanding uh, among people. And this is the main thing for me. So culture is not only talking about food, it's not only talking about certain types of music or a certain celebration, it can be everything. Because for me, culture is everything we do and why we do the way you do. So uh, this is the first thing that I would like to mention 
when we think about teaching culture in language classrooms. And you don't have to, you don't need to have a diverse group with different languages. Even if you have a monolingual class and you are from the same culture or the same language from your students, still we have cultural differences because culture is not a difference from country to, to country, but we have social differences, things that maybe a certain group or a certain region in your country does, but the other one doesn't. So that's why I think it's a very broad term and we don't have to be attached to this fact, oh, okay, this is, uh, I have different languages in my class. If I don't have different languages, it's boring, for example, or there is no point in teaching culture. Uh, quite the contrary, I think we can always teach and talk about culture. I agree with you. I've taught uh, multilingual classes as well as mon monolingual classes, if you will, being just one other language besides the language you're teaching. Um, and yes, it is extremely important regardless of whether it's multicultural or monocultural um, or bicultural, we should say. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. I would add too that uh, I remember the diagram of an iceberg that oftentimes we think of culture as just the tip of the iceberg of the language, I mean, sorry, the foods and the clothes and those kind of things, the typical cultural things. but really the depth of culture is our worldview and our perspectives that shape our thinking of who we are and i agree with you that that's most important so could yeah. you mention a few tips of how you integrate culture and make it relevant in your classroom while you're teaching language yeah so uh first of all i think um we want to tell our stories because our stories, they are full of meaning and they are also full of emotion. And emotions, they are an important part or an important component in language learning, if not the most important one. So I think it makes more sense to activate those personal stories from our students in the target language that we are teaching, in this case, English, um, then um, to have, I don't know, maybe something that is totally disconnected it's because many times we just see in our course books, we talk about Peters and Johns and Marys and so many people, they, they don't have anything to do with us. But when we talk about our stories, I think it's closer and we have we pay more attention, we are more interested in things like that. So first of all, to do that, in order to do that, we have to be aware of our own culture. So that would be my first tip. You have to be aware of your own culture. If you have a different culture or a different language from, from that, from your students, I don't see it as a problem because your students can tell you and here we have an exchange and I think it's very profitable. So uh, you don't need to be an expert. I think many teachers, they think, oh, but I'm a language teacher. I don't know anything about culture. Of course you do. So you don't need to be an, an, an expert in cultural issues. I think it's just a path that we walk together with our students, right? So this would be my first tip, 
support cultural comparisons. Uh, are we really so similar? Are we really so different? So I think we work, uh, we, we're trying to balance both sides. How, how far is the similarity and how far are the differences? And each time we go a little bit deeper, I totally understand that for certain groups, maybe certain topics um, are a little bit delicate, so we have to be careful. But we can go a little bit deeper and deeper each time we work with culture. So that would be my second tip. My third tip, yeah, uh, it would be to work carefully, to select carefully images. And I have an example. Once I was looking for an image of a, a telephone booth. And it was quite interesting because I had so many of them and none of them was exactly the one that I wanted. So why? Because it was obvious to me that they were not from the country that I was focusing on. And I usually say that taxi is not a taxi everywhere. So taxis in New York, for example, they are yellow, but taxis here in Berlin, for example, they are not. And maybe in another place in, in London, we have those famous uh, uh, black cabs, right? So uh, this is something totally different. What happens if I have an image and I try to elicit something from my students with a typical New York, New Yorker cab. It's yellow, maybe it doesn't mean anything. If it's written taxi, okay, but if it's not, it may be just a yellow car. And this is my point with uh, selecting images carefully. So we have to bring images that are relatable to our group. And we have to explore um, what, what is around that. Let's say that you don't find any appropriate photo or image of a taxi from this part of the world that you are focusing on. Okay, so what can they notice? How they react to that? How different and how similar is it to your reality? I think it's always, um, we, we deal the whole time with both questions, how similar and how different it is. And from this, answer we grow our cultural awareness that's that's my point and i would say that my fourth tip is to welcome the use of other languages so it doesn't matter if it's your students uh, mother tongue or other foreign languages that they know i think it's not a problem if we work with those languages in a creative way so it's a means uh, to create connections with the target language. Another example, what is an A plus student? It makes total sense if we are talking about the US, but for example, in Brazil, where I'm from, A plus means nothing. In Brazil, for example, if you say that it's a, a student with note or grade 10, it's fantastic, 10 is wonderful for our culture. If I come here to Germany and I say, oh yeah, he's a, a, a student 
with grade 10, depending, depending on the level of the student, because we have some changes, it means horrible because one is the best. So you see, uh, if we use language or the appropriate language, the, 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 not the appropriate, I mean, the mother tongue of our students or all the other languages that they can speak, I think we can improve and make this cultural awareness much bigger than it is if you just work with the target language. And I have, I still have one tip. Uh, take Can I interject one minute yeah. before you do your tip? I just wanted yeah. to echo your thoughts both on the visuals and the languages. Um, interestingly enough, I was just in Panama and noticed all the yellow taxi cabs, but it is funny. There were some that were like unofficial that were black. So I huh? echo your sentiment of the importance of always putting the words associated with an image because as you said, um, any image can be interpreted differently in different cultures, but when we have the word written, that supports the identity of the word that we're trying to highlight for our students. And oftentimes I too elicit the words from the students, like show a picture of a yellow cab taxi and, and ask them, what is this in your culture? And see if you get the same answer taxi for all the different cultures, or indeed if a yellow car means something different in a different culture and or a black car. And also, as you mentioned, uh, including languages, I too, when I'm in a, I say a bilingual classroom where I'm English and Spanish, for example, I often do integrate some Spanish because I am um, comfortable speaking in Spanish. And I think it also really builds rapport with your students and gives them a safe environment when they have questions and aren't sure what you're explaining in English, the safety just to say, you know, teacher, can I ask a question in Spanish just for clarification purposes, for example. But to build that rapport with your students, if you do have a um, bilingual classroom with the language that you speak, that said, if you have a multilingual classroom, um, be sensitive to, you know, not favoring one or two languages that you may speak. Uh, but nonetheless, allowing people to speak some in their own languages, their first languages, I think is an important part of building rapport and endorsing their home languages. So sorry, That's and your last tip, Luciana, that would be great to hear. Yeah. Yeah, my last tip was uh, would be to take advantage of all celebrations and holidays and observance days that you have, and it doesn't it doesn't have to be in this target language. So if we are talking again about English as a foreign language, it doesn't have to be North American holidays or or, or British holidays, holidays in general. Even if it's in the country where you are teaching, how can you use that? Um, this celebration from a specific region, how can you work with this celebration in the target language, right? So uh, we notice, for example, now we are going to have a Thanksgiving day. This is not a huge celebration in Brazil, for example, but we have some other celebrations that maybe are not so huge in, in the US. So how can we profit from this difference and work with the target language so they can produce something. And my tip, if you don't know where to look for different holidays, there are lots of websites uh, in, in the internet. One good source is the UNESCO um, website. 
they have also materials that help you to work better with with this topic of celebrations and observance days also with nice tips so we we move from something that is very specific so it's my language my culture but now i'm going to present it in english for example so i think um it's very profitable for both teachers and students and they don't they don't get hang on on their language or their culture because they are interested in saying that in a different language they are more motivated they want to show something different because as i mentioned before it's connected to their personal stories so there is emotion and where there is emotion there is also learning i think yeah those I would be my tips so thank yeah, you definitely. for all your tips just a quick summary again of luciana's teaching tips to be aware of your own culture remember to go deeper than the iceberg to go into the depths of our perceptions our worldviews when we think about culture support cultural comparisons select images carefully that really represent cultures and make sure your students are all on the same page use words next to the visuals so that we can ensure understanding and welcome the use of other languages anything else and culture cultural holidays as you just mentioned any other final things you'd like to mention luciana and how people might get a hold of you if they'd like to follow up with you well um first of all thank you very much it was a pleasure to be here and take part in this podcast and presentation well uh people can get in touch with me uh looking for the lingua fin l-i-n-g-u-a-f-f-i-n this is my name in most social media platforms so they can get in contact with me or uh, per email it's also linguafin at gmail.com linguafin with two f's yeah Thank you so much, Luciana. It's a pleasure Thank having you. you join us today. And always you can find our events on our website, ttelt.org, for all of our updates. You can listen and find Luciana and others' podcasts, as well as our YouTube channel, which has more in-depth details. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. We'd love your participation and suggestions for further podcast interviewees and topics. So thanks again, Luciana. Mm -hmm.